companies are looking for employees with integrity. Loyal people around them. Sports teams are looking for loyal players and, and, and businesses are looking for loyal customers. We are looking for someone who will do what they say. We are all looking for people who mean what they say. We all want to be surrounded by faithful people. Faithful friends, faithful family members. But it's hard to find loyal people. It's really hard to find loyal people. You are highly blessed. Highly blessed. If in your lifetime you will find three people who are loyal to you no matter what. Three. You are blessed. Most people stand with you. They are loyal, faithful to you because you share common interest or a common enemy. From the time the enemy is gone, the interest is gone, there you go. Most of the people in your life today are there because you share common interest. Very few people are in your life because of who you are. And if you get one or two or three in your life, praise the Lord. Thank God. Why is it hard to find faithful people? Why is it hard to find loyal people in life? How, how can one even become faithful? How can we find faithfulness? And where can we find faithful people? Every company, every church, every organization is looking for someone loyal. God intended that Christians will reflect faithfulness. God planned that Christians will be loyal people. He made provision for all Christians to be faithful. Galatians chapter 5 verse 22 to 23 says, But the fruit of the Holy Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. Faithfulness is one of the things that the Holy Spirit brings to you when you believe in Jesus. When you start following Jesus, he gives you the Holy Spirit who comes with faithfulness. So why are we looking for faithfulness while we have all these Christians with the seed of faithfulness in them? Christian marriages were supposed to be the strongest, the happiest because they are made of two faithful people. If you cut a business deal with a Christian, you're supposed to be the happiest person because you know he, they will do what they committed themselves to do. If you hire a business person in your, in your business, you know you are going to get the job that you expected because Christians are meant to be faithful. Christian politicians were supposed to do, to do what they say because they have faithfulness in them. Unfortunately, people call themselves Christians. I'm a Catholic. I'm a Baptist. I'm a Protestant, I am, vote for me because I'm an Anglican. And we vote for them and we don't see any faithfulness. Why, why are we failing miserably as Christians? Why are we not portraying the faithfulness that God has given to us? You can't tell me you don't have it. You have it. Because the Holy Spirit lives in you. You have the Holy Spirit. You have faithfulness in you. So what happened to you? The first reason why it's hard to find faithfulness is because we are naturally selfish. 
Humans are naturally selfish. Christian or not, our nature is selfish. James chapter 4 verse 1. Where do wars and fights come from among you? Do they not come from your desires for pleasure that's war in your members? James acknowledges that we fail to be faithful because we are selfish. We fight, we complain, we, because we are selfish. It's about what is happening in us, not to us, in us. Most people, if they are given an opportunity to get something for them, that is, let's say, $100 value. Or to get something for the group that everybody will share $10. Which one will you pick? <laughs> the honest truth is we don't look for common good. We look for what's in it for us. So every time you see something, you, 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 you find your interest, you find something for you, you go for it. So because of that, because we are naturally selfish, we fight. We fail to be faithful because naturally we are selfish. Now, I will be honest with you. God had to work in me because as a young man, I think I was 23 or something, I, I realized it was time to get married and I found this beautiful girl. I met this beautiful girl. Beautiful girl. And I really, I was committed to marry her. And, 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 and I forgot that she was also another person the other side with her own preferences. But on my side, I was, I have to marry this girl. I have to be with this girl. I have to live with this girl. I have. Why? It was about me. My mind was consumed by the beauty of the girl and what it will mean to me. Not to her. To me. So I got in this relationship thinking that it's about me just to realize that, oh, she's got also her own ideas, her own plans, her own, her. oh, I was the problem. God changed me to realize that it was not about me, it was about us. To start to consider the benefit and the desires and, and, and the plans of my wife. So we've established that fact that it's in human nature. So you have to overcome that to be a faithful person. But it's not the only issue that makes us unfaithful. The, the, another issue that makes us unfaithful is that we are powerless. Let's go to Romans chapter 7 verse 21. So I discover this principle. When I want to do what is good, evil is with me. Let's start from that scripture first. Okay. If Paul wanted to do good and he found himself do evil, what was happening? He found himself doing what he did not want to do. We are all like that. We are all powerless. We all face situations that we want to do good. We want to be faithful. But we are powerless to be faithful. I promised my children in 2011 that I will bring them to Australia shortly, soon. Because the lawyer told me 
that it will be done in six months. So I knew, okay, you are coming this year, my children, don't worry. I've told you this story. They came to Australia in 2015, four years later. Not because I did not want to do it, but because I was powerless. My strength was limited to what I can deliver. Even though my heart wanted, wanted to deliver, I couldn't. I was powerless. So another reason why humans cannot be always faithful is because they are powerless. You want to do good, but you find yourself doing evil because you are powerless. The same thing with me. The same thing with all of us. We are powerless. So you may not be selfish, but you are just powerless. And that's why you don't fulfill your promises. That's why you don't see yourself doing the things you promised people you are going to do. Because you don't have the power to deliver them. That's the second reason. And the third one is we are careless. We are careless. Careless means we just don't mean what we say. We don't just mean what we promise. We just don't. And that's when Jesus said to the disciples, let your no be no and your yes be yes. Why? Because he saw that they were doing things they did not mean. They were saying things they did not mean. So he told them, don't just be careless. Humans, we are careless. Sometimes we just say things. And I love the Western culture. I love Australia. I love this nation. You know something I realized for the first time? When we got to Australia, everybody was smiling at me. I thought, how everybody's nice here? In the shop, people you don't know, they just look at you. People are nice here. People are nice. Then, after some time, I started to realize that it was just being polite. It's called being polite. Just why? They don't mean it. They don't. Yes, of course, of course, of course, of course. It's better than the alternative. I agree. I agree. I agree. But it's it's it doesn't mean their heart is happy to see you. It means they are they just want you to feel comfortable, which is fine. But it has been translated in the culture where we don't say things we mean anymore. We say things we want people to feel comfortable with. We are shaping our language not to hurt, not to, you know, even, even when you have to tell the truth, you try to say it in a way that it won't be direct so that people don't feel bad. And the culture has been shaped like that, which is one thing I'm learning to do. Sorry, I'm, I'm still on the journey to learn that Doug is helping me to learn how not to say what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> no, that is helping me to say what I mean in a nice way. Ah, in a nice way. In the long run, nice but untruthful words hurt everyone. If we are selfish, we are powerless, and we are careless. How can we find faithfulness? Because almost everybody you find, at least if they are not selfish, they will be powerless. 
at some point they won't be able to do what they promised because they just can't. They're humans. When our faithfulness, your faithfulness, falls short because of your selfishness or your powerlessness or your carelessness, you can rely on the selfless, all-powerful, caring God. God is immutable in nature. He's immutable. Malachi chapter 3 verse 6 says, Because I, Yahweh, have not changed, you descendants of Jacob have not been destroyed. Because God has not changed. He is God yesterday, today, and forever. Because of that, he is faithful. That's why you haven't been destroyed. Not because you haven't changed. Because he hasn't changed. He says, in Numbers chapter 23, verse 19, God is not a man who lies or a son of man who changes his mind. Does he speak and not act or promise and not fulfill? He's not a son of man to just say things for the sake of pleasing. No, he says things he means. He can be trusted to be faithful. The second one, God is love. Why do I bring love here? Listen to this. 1 John 4, 16. And we have come to know and to believe that, believe the love that God has for us. God is love, and the one who remains in love remains in God, and God remains in him. God is love. Love is the decision to wish, to do, to act, and to speak in favor of someone. If God is love, that means he wishes well, he speaks well, and he acts well for you. In his love, God, God intends to do good, God acts to do good, and speaks for your good. Because he's love. So he's immutable, he cannot change. Secondly, he's love, he intends to do good, he's willing to do good. He, he will always do good because that's his intention. He wants to do good, he wants your best interest. And finally, God is omnipotent, is all-powerful. Second Chronicles chapter 20, verse 6 says, Yahweh, the God of our ancestors, are you not the God who is in heaven? And do you not rule over all the kingdoms of the nations? Power and might are in your hand, and no one can stand against you. Power and might are in his hand. God will not be limited by resources. He's not limited by finances. He's not lim Sometimes you would love to do something, but you can't because your resources are limited. I know. I know our politicians sometimes, they don't, they don't mean evil. Sometimes they would love to do good, but they are limited in what they can do. A prime minister is not a god. But God is omnipotent. He is not limited by resources. If he promises, he can do it. He got, he's got the power to do it. So love means he has the willingness to do it. Omnipotence means he can, he has the power to do it. So if God can do it and he's willing to do it, then he will do it. You may be willing to do it, but you don't have the power to do it. God is loyal, is faithful. 
but he's faithful to his word. Stay with me. God is not faithful to you and your plans and your desires. He's faithful to his word. Because he's faithful to his word, and you are found in his word, he's faithful to you. God is faithful to you. He will never break his promise to you because you are found in his word. He created you for a purpose with a purpose. He spoke a word over you before you were born. He knew everything about you. You are found in his plan. Because he's faithful to his plan, he cannot forsake you. You are found in his plan. God is faithful to you because he's faithful to himself. He's faithful to his word. He can't go against it. He cannot go against his own word. Isaiah 49.5 says, Can a woman forget her nursing child or lack compassion for the child of her womb? Even if these forget, yet I will not forget you. God himself promising he will not forget you. God and his word are one. He says what he does and he does what he says. God is faithful because his word stands before him and he walks behind it and he fulfills his word. He, his word goes before him. He steps back in his word. He works according to his word. He follows his word, always following his word. And because you are found in his word, he's faithful to you. God, I pray that the church will receive this revelation on how faithful you are to us because you are faithful to your word. He's faithful to his word. Jeremiah 1.5 says, I chose you before I formed you in the womb. I set you apart before you were born. Jesus, God set you apart. He formed you before you were born. He knew about you before you were born. He spoke a word over you before you were born. And now he's just following that word. He has spoken already over you. God formed you for a reason, Chelsea. God created you for a reason. And he's just following that word, being faithful to you. He will not disappoint you. He will not disappoint you. God has never disappointed anyone. He will not disappoint you. He's faithful to his word. Therefore, he's faithful to you. You are not here by coincidence. You were not on earth by coincidence. You were planned, designed to be on earth because God predestined you to be here and your life has been planned and he will remain faithful to that plan. He will remain faithful. You may be looking at yourself and think, oh, yeah, I understand. But I feel defeated because even though God is faithful to me, I'm not faithful to him. Maybe you are here, you feel like you have failed so many times. 
you feel like you don't deserve God's faithfulness because you have failed many times. You have let him down. You have let many people down. You, you, you know, many people who have hurt someone don't enjoy hurting them. Most of us, the regret we have is because we've hurt people we loved. Most people who have hurt someone, they are not living with the joy of hurting them. You need to be really crazy to live like that, to think that, yeah, I offended my father, I hurt my wife, and yeah, they caught it. No. We live with the regret and the pain of hurting someone. We all want to be faithful. And when we fall short, we, we live with the pain of hurting someone we loved. And maybe that's the case. Maybe you are here and you feel like you've done it. You, you've hurt someone. How can God be faithful to me while I'm not faithful to him? I'm not even faithful to myself. I decide every day to wake up at five. I can't. I decide every day to do this. I can't. God, I'm not faithful to myself. What do I do? I love sugar so much. Oh, no, no, not you. I'm talking about that person there outside of this room. When we fail to be faithful to ourselves, we feel like we don't deserve God's faithfulness. You're not alone. You're not alone. No one is qualified for God's faithfulness. We don't earn faithfulness by doing the right thing. We receive God's faithfulness by responding to the righteous act of Jesus. Because he's already faithful to us, we respond as an act of thanksgiving, gratitude to him. So our attitude of gratitude brings, generates faithfulness in us. Don't try to be faithful. Respond to faithfulness. God is faithful to you. Therefore, as a response to him, as gratitude to him, accepting his faithfulness, you will find yourself faithful. Not by trying so hard, but by responding, by your gratitude, by responding to his faithfulness, you will find yourself faithful. If you live with the attitude of gratitude toward God, you will be faithful to God. Our faithfulness should not be the result of goodwill because our goodwill will fall, will fail. It should be a result of surrender. It should be a result of God. I know you are faithful. I know you are faithful to me. Here I am. That's the attitude that will make you faithful. Every believer in Christ has the potential to keep promises. Be trustworthy and reliable. The presence of the Holy Spirit in a Christian produces the ability to stay loyal to God and to people. Loyalty produced by the Holy Spirit is toward God and the things that glorify God only. In Christ, dedication to sin and toxic relationships is replaced by a commitment to people, behaviors, and places that give life.
God does not bless our desires. He gives us the desires of our heart when we delight in him. God is willing to bless you, to give you the desire of your heart only when you delight in him. When you rest in him. So how do we find faithfulness? Let me give you some three practical things to do. The first one, renounce your loyalties. Isn't it strange that God can be faithful to us and we fail to be faithful to him? You know why we fail to be faithful to God? Because we have other loyalties. We have other things we are faithful to. Don't try to be faithful to God. Just disconnect yourself from other loyalties. You will find faithfulness to God. Disconnect yourself from the things that you are faithful to. What are you faithful to? Some of us are more faithful to success than to God. The concept of success. We are faithful to our families that we are faithful to God. We are faithful to health, our health, that we are faithful to God. Some of us, we are faithful to the things that make us feel good and happy than God. You'll never find it. You will never find, you will never find fulfillment by chasing fulfillment. You will never find success by chasing success. I'm telling you. If you chase God, you will find fulfillment. If you chase God, you'll find what you're looking for. That's what he says in, in, in Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be provided for you. Renounce your loyalties. Renounce your loyalties. What are you faithful to? Start from there. Assess your loyalties. Are you faithful to your dreams, to your religion? What are you faithful to? Happiness? The concept of happiness? These things are not necessarily wrong, but they don't lead you. They don't lead you to God. They don't lead you to fulfillment. Secondly, renew your loyalty to God. Renew your loyalty to God. Commitment to family, health, work, and all other good things, more than God, is fruitless. Everything in your life adds a zero. Everything you add to your life, a good job, a marriage, children, is a zero. If Jesus is at the end. You can add as many zeros as you want to your life. As long as Jesus is at the end, it will never satisfy you. But if you put Jesus at the beginning, in front of everything, every zero you add adds value. Everything you add to your life will have meaning and, and, and fulfillment, will add fulfillment because Jesus is at the front. Keep adding zeros. It doesn't really satisfy until Jesus is at the beginning. Every zero that comes before Jesus is meaningless, useless. And finally, remember God's faithfulness to you. How does remembering God's loyalty to me makes me loyal? If your loyalty is first to God, you will be loyal to people. 
The reason why we fail in our faithfulness is because we try to be faithful to a thing or to a person. And then we fail because when that person is not around, we don't feel the same pressure. We don't feel the same commitment. We need something beyond that person to keep us in check. God is faithful to you. Can you respond to his faithfulness by being faithful to him? And this is what he says. Matthew chapter 25, verse 23. His master said to him, well done, good and faithful slave. You were faithful over the few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Share your master's joy. If God gives you a small blessing that you consider small in your eyes, a position at work or a salary or a responsibility at church or something in your life, and you, God has put you there, be grateful to him for that. That's what I mean by being faithful to him. Be grateful to him that he has put you there for a reason. Be grateful to him. That is faithfulness to God. Our faithfulness to God is gratitude for what we have now. If you are grateful for what you have now, and be faithful in that, God will bless you with more, and more, and keep increasing. Remember, God will not reward people who did great things. Pastors and apostles and CEOs and president. God will reward faithfulness. He says, good and faithful servant. God is looking for faithfulness. How? God is looking for attitude of gratitude. He's looking for people who wherever they are, they do it with gratitude. Whatever you have, you do it with gratitude. Whatever you have, you do it with gratitude. Whatever you are thinking about, do it with gratitude. The reason why we are not faithful is because we lack gratitude for what God has given to us. Are you grateful for the salary that you have, the income that you have today? Are you grateful for that? Can you just say, thank you, God. I will be faithful for this. I will be grateful. I will stay here until you say otherwise. And we want God to bless our desires. We want God to bless God. Now I decide to change this wife. Bless the next one. Are you serious? God doesn't bless your ideas. He doesn't bless what you initiate. He blesses you because you are found in his word. If you want to be faithful, be grateful. Be grateful to God. For your family. For your children. For your job. Oh, for not having children. For not having a job. God knows why. Be faithful to whatever you have and he will bless you.